Welcome to Meaning Today. Thinking models, perspectives, and reflections to foster meaning-making in meaning crisis times. When it comes to sharing our inner world in terms of feelings, thoughts, and sensations no matter if through photography, art, music, essays, podcasts, or opinions there is one question that seems very important to us. That question is, is it meaningful? Hosts of artists, musicians, painters, photographers, cinematographers, and writers struggled and are still struggling with the question, what is the meaning behind what I do? Or, more simply, is it meaningful? On that topic, it is very insightful, or meaningful. Paolo Sorrentino's movie, The Hand of God. Especially, the scene in which one of the characters yells to another. So, you got something to say? Or are you a shit like everyone else? You got something to recount, or not? Have some guts? Got a story to tell or not? Nowadays the question, is it meaningful, doesn't seem so important anymore, or, again, should we say meaningful? People, in the form of creators, influencers, and popular social network stars with millions of followers are more interested in asking themselves, does it will be liked? In this modern world, there is a tremendous abundance of things to say, also, there is a tremendous abundance of new music to listen to, series to watch, and food to try. But this tremendous abundance doesn't necessarily create quality. Instead, I think, we're in the middle of a tsunami of regurgitated content, choices, and alternatives. It is a terrific amount of energy that is flattening the diversity of perspectives on ethics, politics, art, beauty, and many other topics. It is also annihilating our imaginative capabilities. Deprive people of imagination and you will deprive them of a fundamental part of their intelligence. Think about this lack of creativity from creators, everybody is chasing stupid Wes Anderson trends on Instagram. Or think about the lack of imagination in recent Hollywood times. It's all about dumb remakes and poor superhero movies 99% made in CGI. Also, social media echo chambers and algorithms' collective brutality are contributing to the spread of solid polarities between different streams of opinions and thoughts along with the absence of critical thinking. Is the social network era or the avant-garde of vacuum maybe the Bauhaus of stupidity? What we used to call human consciousness is now a mush of neurons stuck in the hell of the eternal doom scrolling, and the punishment is brainless consumption of poor content till the end of our lives. When I try to come up with something, I obsessively ask myself, is it meaningful? For example, is it meaningful to write about meaning? On that question, I found enlightening one of the most Zen dialogues I've ever stumbled across upon. And that dialogue occurs, again, in Sorrentino's masterpiece in the form of a small debate between the main character Fabio Schiza and his master, or guru. Capuano. The dialogue goes less or more like this. Don't come apart, Fabio. 
What does that mean? You gotta figure it out yourself. You gotta figure it out yourself. So when I ask myself, what does it mean, or, is it meaningful, a small capuano in my head yells at me, you gotta figure it out yourself, you piece of shit. However, despite the many ghosts of doubts and insecurities haunting my mind, I think meaning-making and creation are one of the highest human activities. We are meaning-generation machines. We're genetically predisposed to behave like this. Meaning-making and creation are like sugar for bees, rain for trees, and gravity for the stars. To generate meaning we need a small amount of friction, pain, paradox, and also some fuel in the form of different perspectives and pluralities. This modern world instead, is slowing down the engine of meaningful conversations. Because meaning-making is a painful activity. It requires our brain to operate in high-energy consumption mode, while each form of life is evolutionarily educated to avoid energy expenditures. Writing, scripting, and recording this podcast for example is a painful activity. Many times I'm tempted to trash all the things away, as I always do when it comes to sharing my thoughts. At the same time when not shared with others or understood by many, the meaning seems less meaningful. I'm sure that every time I will go back to these words, they will appear more and more insignificant to me. We identify ourselves, not only with our bodies, tastes, and dresses, but also with our thoughts and words. Identifying ourselves implies the presence of an ego, something called I. But what we call I, the ego is and always will be a source of pain. There is no way to escape that. At that precise moment when the universe focuses its selective attention on a small portion of reality, it experiences detachment from itself as a whole. And it causes pain. We also experience pain when our ego is fixed and our ideas, thoughts, feelings, and behaviors will never change. So we feel trapped by them. But also, the ego is one of the trickiest illusions we can experience. For example, if we think that our identity changes too fast, or too often or we don't recognize ourselves in our past thoughts and words, the self spot these changes, and we feel lost. Because we don't know who we are anymore. We're not able to identify ourselves anymore in something that came up from us in one way or another. And that kind of pain is also beautiful as it is unbearable. Because finding a losing meaning is a wise expedient that our universe has to keep itself unfolding. Creating meaning and putting itself into discussion continuously is a form of energy that allows the dance of existence to go on. And any form of energy is a pulse, not a constant. It requires zeros and ones, presence and absence, fullness and emptiness, manifestation and absence. Manifestation of meaning. Absence of meaning. That's why meaning is something very ephemeral. At the exact moment you find it, then you suddenly lose it. It is like trying to grasp a river, 
You will never be able to hold it even if the amount of flowing water between your fingers is constant. And that's okay. Because it's all here, from a human perspective, the universe is a never-ending quest for meaning that occurs through our being conscious. I think everyone, in one form or another, is struggling in the process of meaning-making. For artists, writers, painters, poets, and intellectuals for example we identify this struggle with the pain of expressing themselves. But also physicists, philosophers, mathematicians, screenwriters, or musicians, are tormented in the same way. Everyone feels the urge to communicate something in the process of meaning-making. No matter if it is through words, thoughts, equations, photographs, drawings, paintings, movies, songs, rockets launched to the moon, or anything else. We feel that push. This is what the Hindu calls Shakti, the dynamic force behind the creation, the primordial cosmic energy. Everybody can experience it, but very few can catalyze it. We are deceived in many ways by this big joker that is the universe itself. Among its deceptions, imposter syndrome is one of these. Yet another illusion of the cosmic play. Imagine how boring it could be to attend a show in which everybody knows all the magic tricks. But watch out. Not being able to overcome imposter syndrome will make us come apart, quoting again Sorrentino's movie. Can you imagine something worse rather than not learning the most profound teachings from our gurus? And please note that for me anything or anyone can be a guru, no matter if it is a movie like The Hand of God, a real person, an imaginary one, or someone in between like Capuano himself. But be ready to feel trapped. Again. As I already stated elsewhere, and as some of you may already know, our ego is the source of many different flavors of suffering. And we cannot escape the suffering soup. Because we cannot escape our ego. But let me explain this paradox. We constantly identify ourselves with our thoughts and emotions to the point we feel the need to externalize them. As already said, no matter if through a new quantum loop theory or a song about a forgotten love. In the very moment in which we externalize the products of our consciousness, the ego's existence becomes stronger and stronger, to the point that it does not hold us anymore but it crushes us. In other words, the more we express and assert our ego, the more we become trapped in its limited perception of reality. At the same time, denying the ego can lead to a sense of self-negation or lack of individuality. Then we might as well reincarnate in any animal we want. It would make no difference because, in the Buddhist wheel of existence, animals are too dumb to escape the eternal cycle of death and rebirth. I'm quite sure that if I will ask Paolo Sorrentino questions about his movie he will tell me, this is not what I meant. In the same way, I'm sure that very few people will get for real what I mean here. And that's okay. Because even if, following Capuano's advice, this episode is just another egoistic exercise about trying to not come apart, 
Even if these words are a ruinous attempt to stitch together the pieces of myself, I hope these reflections will be fuel to generate new meaning. New meaning not only for myself, but also for many others. You've listened to Meaning Today. Thinking models, perspectives and reflections to foster meaning-making in meaning crisis times.